Never mind. Um, <laughs> we're here because God has shown himself real in, in our lives. And, and in our Every Nation family, one of the themes that we're looking at for 2023 is this theme of miracles. And the whole reason why God does miracles in our lives is to build faith and to help others who don't know who he is believe that he is the Son of God and that he came to save us. And so uh, I believe that God is going to do great things, that this is going to be a year of challenge, but in challenge that, that God is going to show up and show, show off. Um, how many of you want to see God move in your life this, this next week and you, uh, this next year and see his power move through our lives? Um, Let's read this one scripture together, and uh, let's open up in a word of prayer. Uh, This comes from Romans 8.28. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I'm sure it's one of your favorite scriptures as well. Let's read it together at the count of three. One, two, three. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Let's read that again. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. God, we just thank you so much for your word. And no matter what happens in our lives, that we have a promise from you that all things are not good, but all things work together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And we confess this morning that that we don't understand everything that happens in life. There are a lot of doubts and a lot of things that we don't understand, but we hold to this promise and we, we have seen it operate and work in our lives that you have been faithful to take the different things that seem evil and that you work it together for our good because you've called us according to your purpose. And so, God, we, we lean on you this morning with all of our hearts, knowing that you have been faithful in the past You're faithful now, and we look to the future with hope and with expectation in 2023, knowing that you will work all things together for our good. Lord, we give this morning to you. We pray that you speak into our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' wonderful name, and everyone said, amen, amen. Um, How many of you are grateful for your parents? Anybody grateful for your parents? I remember um, growing up, Everything that ever happened to me, even though I got in a lot of trouble, I could always count on my parents to help get me out of the mess that I got in. They were like my, uh, my parachute, I guess. I remember one time that I, I was, uh, my dad asked me to move the car out of the garage, and Alexis, she just got in an accident this morning. <laughs> anyway. I, I was moving the car out of our, our car garage. I didn't have my license. My dad asked me to do it, and I accidentally drove it into, into the garage, and I made this huge dent in the car. And uh, I thought I was going to get, you know, like, I grew up in a family that when you drop a dish, you get spanking <laughs> on accident. And I made a dent in the car, and I, 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 the first thing I thought, I'm going to get lickings. And I was already in high school, I think. I don't, I don't remember. Do you remember this, Dad? You don't remember. Yeah. And, uh, but instead of getting lickings, he just looked at it and said, it's my fault. I told you to drive. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not, not my fault. And uh, 
But there's a lot of different instances in my lives where I messed up, and it was my, my mom and my dad that kind of like smoothed things out for me. And I've come to know God as someone who makes the crooked path straight. He works all things together for good, and he doesn't see problems, he sees possibilities. I was watching this uh, podcast this past week, and it kind of just tweaked my mind a little bit because I've been looking at 2023 kind of with this fear and hesitation and anticipation of what's going to happen because there's so much uncertainty in everything, in the markets, in the economy. Every, the Fortune 500 companies are laying off tens of thousands of people. There's people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos that are saying, save your cash, don't make any big purchases because the recession is going to get deeper. And it very well could be. It very well could go in that direction. And so I was, you know, just, God, what's going to happen? And I watched this, this podcast, and this guy, Graham Cook, who uh, operates in the prophetic, but uh, he wrote this book called The Art of, the Art of Brilliant Thinking. And uh, he said that the premise of his book is uh, from a conversation that he had with the Lord. And in this conversation with God, he's like, God, so what do you think about all these problems? What's your perspective on all these problems? And he said that he heard the Lord clearly talk to him and say, we don't see problems. We only see possibilities. And because you're my child and you're part of my kingdom, you're not to see problems either. You're only to see possibilities and that every problem has a possibility attached to it. And he's like, oh man, I'm going to have to like wrap my mind around that. It's probably going to take me a month. And he said, no, a couple seconds will be fine. You just need to accept it, that every problem is a possibility. And so he went, he, he, he's a CEO of a company, he went, he went to, his, uh, to his managers and he said, I'm not going to pay you to solve problems anymore. I'm going to pay you to come up with possibilities. And so every single time something happened in the company, they would come to him and say, we have three new exciting possibilities. <laughs> and he said it changed the whole atmosphere of his company when they started looking at problems, no longer as problems, but as possibilities. And our God is a God of possibilities. With him, all things are possible. All things are not problems. All things are possible, right? And he works all things together for our good. It might not be good now, but he's going to work it together for good. And so God started talking to me about changing my perspective and looking forward. And then I started looking through scripture. Every single great man in the Bible, you know what? made them great is not that they had an easy life. It's that they, they, they turned problems into possibilities. Joseph, he turned this famine into the greatest possibility because he was someone who understood how to hear the voice of God, knew the signs of the times, and prepared not just himself, but a whole generation through the abundant times. He became a storehouse and then uh, used that famines as a time to buy things when they were cheap. And then he turned that into a possibility. And every single person in scripture, when I started looking at it, God uses men and women that can hear him to face a problem in our culture, a problem in our lives. And instead of bemoaning the problem and being scared of the problem, they can hear from heaven and bring a solution, a possibility to that problem, and through that be promoted and so in this year, we will have problems, but God is going to use his people, his, the people in his kingdom to see the possibilities through those problems 
and those problems will be a doorway of promotion. Everyone say promotion. Do you guys believe it? Is this exciting? <laughs> Tell the person next to you, God wants to promote you this year. God wants to promote so, heaven's perspective. So, we're going to look at the first miracle that Jesus ever did. The first miracle that Jesus ever did was turn water into wine. I, I, I love the story yesterday. The, the story yesterday, uh, David Jr. shared that uh, his father, David, when he was on his, uh, uh, in the hospital, and everybody said that he didn't have any energy and, you know, that he was declining really fast. He came in and he whispered into his dad's ear. He said, I wish I could just have one more beer with you. And, and all of a sudden, he started like getting back to life, and he opened his eyes. He goes, I want a beer with you too. <laughs> and he said they had one last beer together, and that it was the greatest gift to be able to spend time with, with each other. Not, not saying, you know, you know, take that for whatever it's worth. Um, why did we get up? How did I? Wine, because Jesus turned water into wine. Right, his first miracle was providing wine at a, at a wedding. So um, there's three different things. You know, if God is going to use us as bringing his kingdom into this world, uh, we can look at the first time that he encountered people with power and, and look for uh, steps that he went through to manifest himself to humanity. And so uh, there's three different, three different uh, points here. And um, the first one is that people saw a problem, Jesus saw a possibility. The second is that the possibility required obedience. Everyone say obedience. And the third is that the disciples believed as a result of this miracle. And so you can take this, the, these different three points and, and actually look at it as who did God use? Everyone say who. Who did God use? How did he use that person? And then why did he use that person? And, and who did he use? He used his mother. He used his mother because his mother knew him well. Let's, let's read this scripture together. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, oh, if I ever called my mom woman, <laughs> wouldn't go well. Uh, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to the servant, Whatever he says to you, do it. I just want to look at a couple of things here that this is probably a close friend. It doesn't say who the person was, but in, he grew up in, in, uh, in Galilee, and it's a pretty small place with a small population. Uh, Mary had the authority to tell servants to do certain things, so she was kind of an administrator at this wedding. So we can kind of de deduct from that that they were probably close friends, and, and that when Mary asked Jesus and came to Jesus and said, we ran out of wine. Why do you think she told him that? I, what is that? Because she wanted more. It, it's probably because unrecorded in Scripture that she knew he was capable of miracles. It, I, I don't think this is probably the first miracle 
that he ever performed, being the son of God, but probably the first public miracle. And being his mom, she probably saw different things that happened during his life and knew that he was the son of God because of the angel that told her and how he was born, but she also knew what he was capable of. So, she, so she's, she's like, Jesus, they ran out of wine. You know, I saw you do this thing before, you know, like, I don't know what kind of miracles he did that would kind of tip her off knowing that he was capable of something, but he's like, woman, <laughs> woman, my hour has not come. I, I'm not going to do anything yet. But there was anticipation in her heart because she didn't just go and tell the servants, go across to somewhere else and go get wine, right? She just looked at the servants and said, whatever he tells you, do it. So there was still an expectation in her heart that, that Jesus was going to do something, and she didn't try to do it on her own strength or her own power or even acting with, as an administrator over these servants. She trusted in Jesus that in his timing that he would do it. And so who did Jesus use to bring a solution to a problem? He used someone that knew him well. He chose his mother to be the person that would pray for his power to be shown in a powerful way the first time it was ever, ever displayed. Isn't that cool? How many of you know Jesus? All, many of us in here know Jesus, understand his voice. That makes you a great candidate for a miracle. And one of the things that, that we need to do is not, when, he, when we pray and we say, Jesus, can you please help this financial problem or financial possibility that, that we're facing? Or my friend, he's struggling in this one area, and he has opened up to me that, that he wants to commit suicide. And, and, and God, I pray that you would use, show your power to him, bring hope into his heart, and then God doesn't do it right away. Instead of like running to our own devices or our own wisdom and trying to get things done by ourselves, maybe sometimes what's required is that we wait on him. And how many know that waiting can be really, really difficult in this culture when we can just like pick up those pouches of fried rice from Costco, throw it in and get good fried rice in one minute or go through a drive-thru and get whatever we want in a small amount of time and then God says, my hour isn't come yet. Just wait. How many are willing to, to wait? And we got to hear that that from God. The other thing is, who would think that God is like interested in making beer for a party when they run out? Doesn't that seem like such a small, minor thing? But the thing that's communicated here is that God, there's nothing small to God. That if it concerns you, it concerns him. And even if you think that the problem is so small that you don't want to bother anyone about it, God's not bothered by your small problem. He wants to show himself real. I, I, I've told this story before, but, and this, this goes for your friends too, that you can pray these things over your friends and watch God come through. I, I, the, one of the biggest miracles that God ever did in my life that showed me that he was real was when we were working at Orange Leaf and I was at home at 9 o'clock 
and there was no change in the register. And the, the person called me and said, we ran out of change, and I don't have the key for the, the safe in the back. And I was like, God, I just got home. I don't want to go back to that store. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. Can you do something about this, God? And then five minutes later, the guy called and said, John, you're not going to believe what happened. Somebody just walked in and paid with coins. And we have enough coins to last for the end of the, the evening. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like, it's such a minor thing. But what are the chances that when we run out of coins, that I say a prayer, God, do something about this. And the next person that walks in pays with all change. It's just one of those small things, like the small things sometimes speak volumes about how much God cares. Because it's small, and it seems like, yeah, I shouldn't, shouldn't bother him. But when he does do a miracle that is small, it shows us that even the smallest things in our lives, he cares about. Amen? Who does he use? He uses people who knows him, that are patient enough to wait, and that don't underestimate his love for our situation, for his concern for the smallest things in our lives. And, and I want to challenge you that when you have a friend that has a small situation and maybe expresses it to you, that you say, hey, let's pray about that. You need change? Let's pray about that. Like maybe God will do something and maybe a miracle will be performed. Amen? Number two, how is this miracle, per how, how does God make miracles? He chooses someone who knows him, someone that's patient enough to wait, somebody that has that expectation that he's going to do something. But he also requires obedience. Everybody say obedience. Obedience. Um, John, 3, uh, John 2, 5, 7, and 8. Let's read this together. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to do, do it. Whatever he says to do, do it. And Jesus said to them, what did Jesus say? He said, fill the water pots with water. Does that make any sense? They need wine. And it takes a really long time for, for, wine, for grape juice to ferment. And he's saying, fill, fill these things up with, with, with water. And what did they do? Did they question him? What did they do? And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And did they question him? Or did they hesitate? Or did they doubt? He says, no. And they took it. So it's real simple that God tells us to do stuff. It might not make sense, but for us to step out and to obey. Everyone say obey. Obey. Um, A lot of times God tells us to do things that don't make sense. Um, Mike, how many of you appreciate Mike Hearn back there? That uh, He's worked really hard doing amazing things. This guy is a miracle worker because he obeys, even when it doesn't make sense. When COVID hit and the, the business that he worked for, was struggling, and God told him, I want you to resign. And he resigned, and he started his own business during COVID. Why would you start your own business during COVID? And God prospered that business. And then he had 
multiple offers from all these different companies to hire him that would pay him really good money. And common sense is somebody offers you a lot of money and you've been praying for provision that you take that opportunity. But he prayed and God said, don't take it. And he, he didn't take it. And in, instead started a business with his wife and, and God started blessing that business and blessing his marriage and blessing his family. And then during that time, uh, just a, a, a half a year ago, we had a supply chain crisis and a, a contractor crisis and employee crisis. And it was during a time when it didn't make sense that he said, let's remodel this preschool building. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. And in record time under budget, the whole building on the side got remodeled. And God used him to do a miracle. It, it was a miracle. How many of you think that's a miracle? Eh? It's a miracle. <laughs> Gary, Gary, can you wave your hand? This is another miracle worker. God has used these gentlemen to do miracles. And there's many other stories in here. But how many of you think that it's a great time to start a girls' school in Afghanistan when the Taliban takes over? How many would say, that's a great possibility? When America pulls out, Afghanistan falls, the Taliban takes over, and that is the time that Gary says, we're going to go in and start a girls' school. And that girls' school has grown to over 100 girls in one of the provinces of Afghanistan during a time that the Taliban are in control. And you got to pray for him because he wants to go back in March. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Taliban are still in control. And he wants me to go with him. And I'm like, I don't know. I... God didn't speak to me. <laughs> we'll pray for you. <laughs> but God has done miracles. Doesn't make sense, but he was obedient. Um, I could go on and on about different things that uh, God has done in the past few months. But God wants to call us into having faith that he can do anything. It requires obedience. And then uh, why? Why does God do miracles? He does miracles because he wants to reveal himself to the world. Uh, let's read this last scripture together. The disciples believed as a result of the miracle. Let's read. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, but when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, but you have kept the good wine until now. And this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. Why? And his disciples believed in him. One of the things that I, I don't really understand about this story is after everybody was drinking and everybody had the wine, Jesus didn't like say, that was me. Hey guys, this is all water and I just turned this into wine. Believe in me. He didn't make a big announcement. The only people that really knew that this miracle had taken place was his disciples and the servants that God used. 
And how many of you, if you were the disciples and you saw this miracle happen and Jesus didn't publicize it to the whole party, but you saw that it happened, it would be like, whoa, this guy is pretty amazing. And, and sometimes God will do miracles, not for everybody, but he'll do it for just the ones involved to show himself real to those people. And it shows that he's concerned about not just, I mean, he is concerned about everyone, but sometimes he reveals himself specifically to those involved. And he'll use you and he'll use me to do it. Amen? How many of you are excited about 2023 and what God is going to do through your life? Can we get the worship team up? Aren't you, as we close our service, we're going um, to sing Waymaker and declare that God, and through his power, that he's going to make a way. I believe that God, there, there are going to be challenges, but that we don't need to look at this year through a lens of fear and a lens of worry and anxiety. How many believe that our God is greater than any problem that we encounter this year? And that through his power, he's going to use his people to turn problems into possibilities and to bring promotion to his people. And that even in a season of great challenge, it becomes a season of great opportunity. God, we just thank you, Lord, that you're here. God, that that you want to speak faith into our lives to believe you, that you are concerned even in the smallest details of our lives. God, you have shown yourself so faithful in the past through so many different things. And I pray, God, that that we would build altars in our hearts at every instance that you've shown yourself faithful, that when we see a challenge and we see a problem in the future, God, that we wouldn't focus on that problem or focus on that challenge, but we would look to you and know that you don't see problems, you see possibilities, and that you've called us to be ambassadors of your kingdom, to see possibilities in every problem, and that you've called your people to bring the solutions of heaven to earth through your power. God, thank you for the miracle workers that you've placed within this church and churches all across this island, that you want to reveal yourself in the same way that you revealed yourself at that wedding in Cana, 2,000 years ago. God, you want to re- you're still in the business of revealing yourself. You're still in the business of, of showing who you are and that you're going to do it through the people who know you, those who are patient to believe that you will answer prayer and that anticipate that there is no problem that's too small for you to make yourself known. God, use every single one of our lives to make a difference in this community in 2023. We ask this in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, amen.